Good morning, Good noon. Good morning. Is it morning? Af- afternoon, it's evening. It's 12.49. It's something somewhere. We're not early birds these days. Welcome. Welcome to the Heart Headed Podcast, where Episode we talk about... Um, sorry, I cut you. Yeah, you did. Sorry. Welcome to the Heart Headed Podcast, where we talk about feelings and relationships and yeah. stuff. Yeah. What else? Um, what episode is this? 10? 11? I, that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I think it's 10. Yes. Episode we, 10! Uh, we've been having to take breaks because it's been uh, hectic. Sorry about that. Yeah. So we've been MIA. It's been on and off, but we're back in action. We're back in action. We've had to take some time off because it's pretty overwhelming these past few weeks. Because of what we spoke about in the last episode and my dog died. And it's my family dog. I grew up with her. I got her when I was 16. So it was a really, really hard process to go through. This was two weeks ago. I couldn't talk about this if it was two weeks ago. So that's why we didn't have a podcast. Yeah. But... um, What's your name? Coco. My little angel is called Coco. And she... I guess I still can't talk about it. (laughs) Oof. Okay. This is the the right podcast for that. Anyone else listening or watching right now, if I'm sure if you've had pets, you know that they're members of family, right? It's a good thing I put a Kleenex box here. Anyone who's watching or listening, you guys know that uh, pets are like family members. I had uh, a cat for 17 years. Her name was Garfield. Mm. <laughs> Her name. <laughs> Which too. is a male name, but yeah. yeah. Um, it was my uncle's idea at the time because my sister got her. So it was the hardest shit ever to do. I had to take her myself too. And it's like it was getting to a phase where she was getting walking slow, getting yeah. skinnier and everything. But it happens pretty fast because like for 16 years, she was like like a rocket. So with the last few months, that's where you start to see deterioration. But mm. it's uh, it's something. And I'm so sorry I had to go through that again with Coco. Oh, I'm not sorry in but the sense that... It's just... I mean, I know, I know what you for mean. Anyone, for anyone who, who has a pet and grew up with a pet for years or has gone through this process, I'm sure they understand. Um, but it's really not easy. I think it's the second loss in my life that I've that's, that was really hard. My first one being my grandma, being there till the end, till she drew her last breath. She lived that long. was a hard. She lived long. Yeah, she's ninety-two. Um, no dementia, no Alzheimer's. Just amazing, strong woman. And the second would be my dog. Just and they were besties too. Yeah, and they were besties. Oh my god, my dog loved her. So now I want to imagine them together, in a little doggy heaven with Garfield. With Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was my last two weeks. So. You? Well, this relates to uh, today's um, topic, which is mm. what it means to be supportive. Because I remembered when you told me, because uh, it happened suddenly. It was like, what, 11 p.m. And it's like yeah. she was having seizures and we had to go. And it was like, we kind of, you, you, you have a good feeling of what's going to happen next, right? So this is where you're like, oh, I'll go alone. And I'm like, no, that's, no, why? So, and in the end, you told me, I'm, 
a really good thing you you came because yeah, I needed you. I really it, appreciate it. It felt weird for me not to be there. It's like, yeah. what's a husband for, you know, yeah. or a partner? So yeah, that's the topic today. Yeah. What does it mean to be supportive? You guys listening, watching, what does it mean to you to be supportive? And what does it mean to have a supportive partner? Yes, that's the main. Subject. So that's that's what we uh, asked our, our community on Instagram. And uh, we've got like seven answers here. Like a lot of people who gave good points. Well, before go jumping into that, let's. how about we give our own inputs? Like I, I sure, like to do sure. that sometimes out of nowhere. Did you say how you're feeling? I did not say how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling uh, better because it's mm-hmm. Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um today's sleep was average i would say yeah i know no, it's not that no today's sleep was it. better because of construction yes, that's that right MIA yes too. i probably needed an extra hour but because because we ended up staying staying up late watching anime because attack on titan attack fans on by titan. the way if anyone yeah um anyway the finale is yes. out um otherwise i'm feeling i would say pumped in a way because Everything that's happening in the world is like making me and making us double down on yeah. our mission to change the narrative yeah. about the propaganda against uh, Arabs and specifically Palestinians. Yeah. We're starting to partner with people who share this vision. So it's exciting in the sense that you feel driven, not exciting as in what's happening is exciting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm in a driven, focused, even further mood. Yeah, same. It just makes us appreciate and love everything we're doing again, like anew, you know? Yeah, it gives you another perspective. Yeah. Why what you're doing matters. Keeps pushing us. So it's not, honestly, we don't want like circumstances like that to keep happening for it to push us, but it's just, it gives our our purpose a whole new meaning and more meaning as to why we're doing it. So. So. What does it mean to have a supportive partner? To you, I ask you this question. I didn't prepare an answer, but I'll think of it now. When you look at this handsome face standing in front of you, (laughs) what does it mean? Uh, So, you know, I've always been like someone that believes in partnerships and relationships, right? So a supportive partner for me would be someone who lets you be you. Really like lets you feel everything you need to feel and be your actual self, you know, and not change you or let you do something else that benefits them, for example. And just always being there. As simple as that, just always being there. Like if What does that mean? If I don't need you for something, like it like for example, this instance when Coco was having seizures and had to drive and rush straight there and bring her to the hospital. I was telling you stay. It's okay, because I knew you had a lot of stuff to do. You had a workload. You were tired from from that day. And I told you to stay, not worry about it. It's okay. Like, I don't think it's something that's going to go somewhere, uh, you know, down the rabbit hole, but it did. Um, And yet you still decided to come and drive, because obviously I was emotionally unstable in that moment. So you drove and you brought us there and you just stayed till the end. You know, it's really sensing your partner's um, state and just understanding what they need and what they want and delivering. That to me is a supportive partner. So there's an intuitive aspect to what you're saying here. Yeah. So being able to sense your partner's needs. 
Yeah, and the longer you spend time with your partner, the more you can sense what they need, right? Um, I believe that anyway. I sense what you need sometimes without you even saying anything. That's a powerful thing. Yeah. Um, to that, I would say, because it's great to be intuitive, but I think it's also important to be verbal, meaning to ask yeah. the person, you know, like, totally. what do you need? Do you need me to do? Like, it's like kind of taking an initiative to, totally. uh, to, you know, being ahead of the person's uh, needs, if I yeah. can say that. Or, and also, sometimes you can't always predict everything, is being responsive to the person's asks. When they ask you, I need this and stuff like that, that you listen. Mm-hmm. listening i think is a big part of being supportive it's a very simple thing it's not a it's not a like an obvious action where you do something yeah. you're just in a state of alertness where you really take note of the person's needs whether it's intuitive or actually asking or listening to what they're telling you personally i think supportive support is much more in the small things than the big things support is not where we get each other on valentine's day Support is the daily little things we do for each other that are thoughtful, you know, like if uh, I'm swamped with work and I have to work late, I was supposed to cook, but you like, you take over, for yeah. example, yeah. simple thing that says, I recognize that you have extra work right now. So it's like dividing the tasks in a fair way, yeah. know, being fair with your partner about things. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a simple Big thing for me, support. Totally. You want to hear what people said? Yes. About what having a supportive partner is? So we have one person here. <laughs> I love that one. Someone who doesn't mind me farting in front of them. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Fart together, stay together. We, have, we had an entire podcast about that. We have an, that. an entire <clears throat> ideology, which is fart <laughs> together, stay together. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's our affirmation. Of course, I mean, you do you. If that's not a thing you do, I'm, whatever, it's it's up to you, right? Mm. But if it does make things easier, not totally. making this awkward, because imagine you have to hold it Fart, all the time. Man. If you have to hold it all the time, it's not even good for your for your <laughs> intestines. <laughs> it's not good. You got to let it out. People will tell you, well, go to the bathroom and fart there and close the door mm-hmm. and then walk back out. Exactly. Yeah, what if you're gassy? Like, you're going to go every five <laughs> minutes? Um but yeah, yeah that's just, cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. I know so many people who are like, you dare you you fart next to your husband? <gasps> like it's a shock. And I'm like, yeah. Well, look, once so you what? live together, I mean, yeah. it's what's gonna the happen. problem? Yeah. It's just there's also this norm where if it's the man that farts, it's fine. But when it's a woman, it's the end of the world. Or women don't fart. I this I never you understood. Don't, no. Women don't fart. You don't fart. It's I flowers that Mark. come out of there. No, I do fart, Mark. And when I poop, what, what comes out? Butterflies? Yeah. <laughs> Butterflies with smells of... Okay, I'm going to stop there. Okay. Uh... <laughs> um, okay, see? That's a little example of a little thing that is meaningful. It's mm-hmm. just a stupid fart, mm-hmm. but it says a lot. You feel like I can be myself. It relates to what you exactly. were saying about I can be myself. I don't have to transform into something fake. Thank you. That's the point. I feel like it's, you know, when you hang out with friends for like all night and you've been wanting to unleash that fart for so long, but you're holding it because you're out, you're with friends, you're drinking, you know, you don't want to stink up the place. Uh, And (laughs) when you finally have to leave and get in your car and you unleash that big fart, and you know, this, this whole thing where it's like, oh, finally I'm alone and now they fart. 
because you're comfortable in your space. That's how I see our relationship. Yeah. I am so comfortable with you. You're you're my car, you're my space. So mm. it's like I see. I don't mind farting. Very beautifully said. Isn't it? I think farts are like thoughts. Yeah. If you hold them in, mm. it's going to torture you. Mm-hmm. When you're with someone that you know is special, like a best friend or your husband or wife, letting out your farts is like letting out your thoughts. Preach. They build otherwise. Preach. No, this is this is a good metaphor. This is good. Farts are like <laughs> thoughts. Don't hold them in with someone close. You got to be transparent. Yes. Smell and hearing. Yeah. Smell um, and hearing. So fart your thoughts away, guys. <laughs> All right. Second person here. When I'm fighting with someone and my partner just listens to me rant. Uh, we go back to the listening part. Mm-hmm. Would you like to go? Well, I was just going to say venting is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, yes. Again, going back to the person being your personal, like your safe space. Mm-hmm. Being able to let it all out, knowing that this person is someone I can rely on to understand what I'm going through. Yes, totally. Like every time I go out and I I come back and something happened, the first thing I do is talk to you about it. Now everyone listening that knows me and they're going to think that I ran to you about everything that's that you they confide in me. No, I, you ran don't to worry. Me. I don't tell them secrets. Of course you do. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's obvious. It's just safe space. So... You just go home. If you feel like talking about whatever you need to talk about, fart your thoughts away. Uh, fart anything your thoughts you need. away. Okay. Um, if I unleash can add, that. Unleash it. If I can add to that, because ranting is a big one, right? Ranting can be, I guess, healthy if you're venting. But up to a certain point, it, it can become unhealthy. Meaning if you start going into the rabbit hole of anger and rage, then now you're going overboard. So I think support is also holding your partner accountable, meaning stop putting a, a stop. You know, yeah. I'm choking now. There's yeah. something in my throat. Drink Excuse water. Me. I'll be, uh, well, am I not allowed to talk about that, God? With the- <laughs> Please don't choke on <sighs> a hard-headed episode. We are back. And Welcome. his voice is back. Okay. I was saying, holding your partner accountable, meaning sometimes you have to say enough, like, if it's if you know that it's going overboard and it's not healthy healthy for them, putting a stop is necessary, right? Or uh, it oh. also means holding responsible. Meaning, if you said you're going to do something, your partner's job is to make sure you do or you don't do that, mm-hmm. whether they like it or not, and they're going to appreciate it after. Like when you don't feel like doing push-ups, and I'm like, do those push-ups. I hate you so much. And you hate me. You like you despise me in the moment, and I'm like, it's so satisfying. It's to like I know you're right, but I don't want to say it. Yeah, you know. But I don't care. I want you to despise me in that moment. I want I want you to remember while you're doing your push-ups. People and your are gonna think you're my boot camp general. <laughs> exactly. Commanding me. I mean, I'm the giving per- me I'm- orders to <laughs> to do push-ups every day. No. No, but, uh, oh, but you, yeah. you kill it. He does training. when I train. Yes. <laughs> but it pushes you. It challenges you. And you're you're a warrior. You're a fucking warrior. Look at you, super heroine. Thank you. For anyone who's not uh, doesn't have a screen in front of them, doesn't know what's happening. Her t-shirt says her t-shirt says super heroine. Are you struggling with your words, Mark? I am because okay. I'm mesmerized by your beauty. Oh wow! Yes. So and yeah, that's how in, you get okay. Hold uh, accountable. You were gonna add something to that. What's that? You you were gonna say like uh, 
Yeah, because you were talking about like um, <clears throat> giving a limit, for example, with renting. Mm. So you're talking specifically if someone's renting in a really negative way and cursing and it, it's becoming like a 10, a 10 on 10 of anger at right. this point. That's where you need to, that's what you mean by yeah, yeah. saying enough and giving it a Absolutely. Stop. In that context, it, but it's not like as in shut up. It's more mm. like you're noticing the person's going overboard. It's like, yeah. you know, especially that could be true even in a context where other people could be involved, right? If the person's going into a really negative state of mind, you got to yeah, yeah. step up and be like, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Know? So in that sense, yes. Especially if you're absorbing <laughs> a lot of that negativity. That too, feel yes. Like, yes. Ugh, yeah, like if, 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 for example, you're ranting or any, any partner in a relationship get, gets into a mindset of it's complaining and complaining and they don't realize that it's just becoming unhealthy for them. And it can also spill over into the partner, right? It can be heavy. Yeah. That's, I think it's called emotional dumping, where you're just right. like dumping everything. That becomes heavy. Yeah. This is where you need to catch yourself. So it's a balance between allowing your feelings, but also not sinking or drowning in yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Next one. Uh, Sugi. If, if he plays with the kid all night, so you can rest a bit. Right. Uh, well, look, we don't have experience with kids yet. You don't have but kids? I can see. No, I don't have kids, Mark. No. no. I mean, that, why, why neither do I. Like you think they don't know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just being stupid. Um, um, like, because yes. um, I'm reading this book now, uh, this book about like pregnancy and then also with kids and just how, how to go through pregnancy, you know, and even before conceiving. Um, and it's such a roller coaster being pregnant. Like, it makes me want to do yeah. it and it makes me not want to at the same time. It's re it's a really weird feeling. Which is totally understandable. This is something, uh, we're watching a show called Lessons in Chemistry, by the way, where they, they talked about something like yeah. it's happening during a time, I think around the 50s. I think so. Where, you know. The, when the, TV was still black and white. Yes. And sexism against women is even more obvious. Yeah. So, and they talk about at some point when like the mother's, the woman just gave birth. I don't want to spoil too much here. She has a kid basically. And, and, um, sometimes she's like, I'm having thoughts. Should I not have like, do I want this kid or not? And yeah. the, the, the other woman, her friend is telling her how many times have I had these thoughts, you know, with my kids. Like she smiles and she, and yeah. she asks her friend, how many times did you have these thoughts with yeah. your kid? Like not wanting them. She's like, Oh, almost every day, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? But it doesn't mean you're a bad mother. It's just <clears throat> like I like that they explored that in the show because all of the time it's like you're not supposed to think that you're a mother. How dare you? And it's taboo. And it's like, no, uh, it's normal to have these thoughts. doesn't mean you're actually going to do them. But it's just normal thoughts. It's like sometimes when yeah. I argue with you and I feel like shaking your head, I'm not going to oh. do it. But I'm okay. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> I um, And You know what? I think the more important part is also if you have such thoughts, you must talk about it. If yeah. today you're like, oh, man, if, if let's say you're so exhausted, like you have one day where like, I wish I never had kids. Then the next day you're like, They're I didn't mean that. Thing. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you were so exhausted, but it's, don't shame yourself. It's like, you need to talk about this. And this is where I think you need to have a support system. Since we're talking about support mm -hmm. beyond the husband, even, or the wife, it's having your support system around you, family, friends, and it's just, we're not designed to raise kids alone it has to be like a yeah. community around you of supportive yeah. people so which allows also the burden to be lifted yeah and beyond that also 
gender roles now evolving so that I have never believed that the woman has to take on the extra responsibility of raising a child. It's, it's my child too. And yeah. I operate from the, from the perspective of being a teacher. You know, from the day you're born, they are learning and processing so much. And everything mm. you do, they absorb. Yeah. They're very smart. So as a father, I have to be there 200%. So I don't like the, the idea of, well, I got to take care of my career so I can put food on the table. And that's my contribution. It's like, no, you're a presence. You're an example. Mm. You have to be there from the get-go. And I think also society and the government and the, and the, the country you live in has to have a support system too, has to be part of the support system that allows both the mother and the father to have at least a year, even more mm. off maternally, paternity leave or parental leave. Yeah. And even the company you work for has yeah. to acknowledge that. I think they do that in Europe. I Yes. I forgot which country, but there is parental leave. Yes. Yeah. Not maternal Not just leave. maternal leave. Yeah. Is the father not involved? Excuse me. <laughs> Um, and the other thing I wanted to say about that, it's slipping my mind. Oh, it's um, companies. I respect the company. I think I've seen one or two where they designed the workplace to have a daycare yeah. in it and to facilitate um, for the mother and father the, the you know having kids. Yes. So that you can like that makes it so much easier. It's, imagine, it's a, yeah. Imagine it's in the building you work for. Maybe yeah. it's like one floor down or something, or even the same floor. Your kids right there. Totally. You, if you have a break, you could go see them. It's like I, I think it, it can even change the whole feeling for you. Mm -hmm. You might feel safer, and your work is respecting that for you. It's like yeah, it changes everything. I don't know why they don't incorporate that. <clears throat> but uh, another thing that you do that I love that's also supportive is we watch videos that we see how parents with kids, they they partake in their tasks. Like from this hour to this hour, you see the father is taking care of the baby. He's feeding the baby. Or like he wakes up in the morning first because mommy needs more time to sleep. And he so he takes care of the kids in the morning. And then at a certain time, I think around 12, maybe he goes for a nap. And then the mm -hmm. mom takes over, you know, and... It's it's just nice to see. It's it's a breath of fresh air to see videos like that because it's so much healthier. And you're showing support like that because you're sharing those videos with me. You're taking notes. You're making sure that you're going to meet those requirements too and you ask questions. So definitely appreciate it. I think, uh, I love you. I think it's support to you and also the child. It's... It's not like it's a, it's not helping. It's, yeah. it's you're doing what you're supposed to do. That's yeah. plain and simple. So this turned into a support through parenting, which I love actually. Because <laughs> yeah, we're reading books. We're researching and educating ourselves as much as we can. Marathon style. Like we know books are not going to tell you everything you, you're going to know. You're going to have no, a obviously. totally different experience. We know, but preparation makes still a preparation. Yeah. Um, what did I want to say also about that is since you mentioned reading the book about pregnancy i forgot if we mentioned that we may have mentioned that but let's mention it again um the man's health affects the woman's pregnancy yeah. so that's another simple way of being supportive is not to assume that she shouldn't be smoking she shouldn't be drinking she should be eating healthy mm. for the fetus but papa's sperm here also is important mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like so many people aren't aware of this. It's not, it's it's always been like, I don't know why throughout the years, it's the woman's duty to take care of herself and to take care of the kids and to be careful before conceiving. Like really, she needs to put the extra effort. But people forget that the man's sperm has also a role to play here and they're supposed to take care of themselves as well. Like it's, it's not pushed. People forget that concept. So yes, support in every aspect of the relationship. Yeah. Even the minute details like eating healthy for the baby. Yeah. I think we've covered enough about that. We did. What's next? All right. Fourth person gives me real construct constructive criticism on my pieces, then praises me for my work. Hmm. There's accountability there. Or uh, support doesn't just being a yes person. Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. It's actually... Oh, good job. Cool. Nice. Yeah. No, I mean, if you really care about their, their improvement and their success, make sure that their work is your work. Look at it like it's your own work as well, because you're one. So if you really want them to improve, make sure you're, you give them your honest opinion. Def you, I think that's what she means by... Uh, uh, you do that with me all the time with creativity. Yeah. Because well, I'm that's very job. creative. No, totally. <laughs> but I'm saying but it's, yeah. it's, it's a perfect example where yeah. you push my art and creativity even further by challenging it. By saying, okay, well, what about this? Yeah. What about that? It's the perfect like bouncing back and forth and brainstorming. It takes it to new heights. So when your person or your partner challenges you like that constructively, it allows your craft to excel. Mm -hmm. Totally. And it's the same thing with the relationship. When yeah. you bring the constructive challenge, not challenge as in like play the avoidant game so that the person runs after you. I don't know what kind of challenge. You know, there's this whole oh, yeah, game yeah. of like relationships for, and yeah, yeah. to appear like you're indifferent i don't know what we're talking about challenges as, as in like allowing the person to grow mm. it has to come by showing limits where there are mm -hmm. so that's a perfect example yeah it's it's so <clears throat> simple because like yeah we own a company together but even before starting it i think the when we started dating we the first thing i did is look at your social media you know and I think every work that you're going to show publicly will reflect on me as well. Even though it's your personal account, even though it's your, your, your videos and it's your face showing, I'm with you, you know? So because I'm with you and because I see this as a partnership, all the work that you will do and all the messages you'll say will reflect on me as well. That's how I look at it. So what do you mean reflects on you? It's like, for example, your friends are a reflection of you, right? When you hang out with your friends, they're a reflection of you. So if you hang out with people that are, I don't know, materialistic and care about the little things, you're going to be automatically perceived as that. Although it doesn't necessarily mean you are this way, but I just feel like we're on the same page with life. So when you are making artwork and videos and let's say educating yourself on certain matters i like to make sure like i, I proofread you know mm -hmm. i proofread your your videos and i proofread your texts so it's really it comes from caring because we're on the same page so i make sure that we're on the same wavelength even through work so you're saying that 
the, the example, the work I do reflects back on you in the sense that it shows how you are involved. Yeah. Right? It shows that you are involved in the process yeah. and the final product. Yeah. So if something is, is, yeah, because you're the producer in the sense. So by you being involved as a producer, it mm -hmm. reflects back on you as in what did you contribute to that thing mm -hmm. ultimately? So it's it's a way of reflecting yeah. your involvement. Although I just realized that my I feel like I'm talking more as a producer, like you said. So I'm talking more about um, our work and our team. Yeah, your contribution. Our teamwork in, in here. So except this is different because she's saying he gives real constructive criticism on her work. Not necessarily mm. that he's working with her on this. So right. it could be artwork, let's say, and she's the one that paints. You know what I mean? And he's giving his... Uh, honest opinion as a actual critique you but know? see Critic. for me that what that means what that would mean is he's sort of an editor yeah and editing can be a big contribution in the sense that because an editor let's say with an author or whether it's something like that it, it when it's constructive it helps the person again excel meaning yeah. it gives the right kind of feedback that you need from someone you trust like you give me the feedback i need because you reflect it back on me because you understand my craft. Yeah. So you allow me a different perspective. It's sort of like it's allowing me to see another aspect of my mind from the outside mm -hmm. through you. So this is the same idea. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I foreshadow. I don't know if that's the right word. I think of how the video could react be um, react to that's your audience. Yeah. So I think of, you like, mean for how example, the audience react. Yeah. How your audience would react. So if I were to, like, for example, oh, this thing that you said here they might question that. So maybe I would change the wording. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So you should mention yeah. this point. So that I make sure that the message I'm trying to convey is, is properly clear. sent, yes. is, is understood yes. the way I want it to be. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. All right, fifth person. Tries not to eat junk around me when I'm eating healthier so I don't get tempted. That's that's really sweet. That That's sacrifice. Yeah. Like he's sacrificing something he would want to eat out of respect for her yeah that's really that's sweet. really adorable did i do that i didn't do that for you when you were trying to cut calories <laughs> you don't have to no no i, well, I think I, mean, I ended up i ended up doing the same thing as you to challenge myself so it's right. kind of like you motivated me that but is then my I, nature yeah but then i stopped because i'm like fuck this why am i no doing no that? we did it for a month like trying to cut sugar and everything yeah of course it helped but if we're talking about health, for us, it's a lifestyle. It's not just yeah. a temporary thing. You might have temporary times where you're like, I need to lose five pounds or whatever. Yes. Um, but our focus is more of a lifestyle. Yeah. But it's something that I respect a lot because, oh, yeah. you know, you could be like, whatever, too bad for you. Eating Cheetos yeah. in front of them. But he's this very, it's telling, it's telling the partner. It's like, hey. I, I respect what you're doing. Yeah. I... You know, and I'm going to do my part to help you in any way I can. If, if, yeah, I feel like it's also saying, if you're doing this, let me show you how I can do it too and how easy it is. Yes. So it's the perfect motivation. I mean, he might be eating it because he's, he's, it's a he that the partner uh, is doing it. It doesn't say. Okay, well, they, um, they might be doing it some some other time and that's yeah. fine, but they're not doing it in front of them in front of their to partner. make it worse because that could be... You know, unless there's, depends how also, you, depends of your rules. You might mm. be like, well, I'm going to challenge you by doing it in front of you and you become like desensitized to it. 
but that might require steps, right? Mm-hmm. But if the person knows, especially in the beginning, it's very hard, you make it easier on them by, mm-hmm. you know, another thing would be like to shop for food, which avoids having those yeah. things that might yeah. make you tempted. That's more challenging, but that's holding the person accountable. Yeah. That's an extra step of showing support for the person. But I love that. It's 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 really awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, sixth person. He or she doesn't put you down when you are weak or vulnerable. Yeah, well, that's a, I mean, that's a heavy one. That makes me think of what it what is an unsupportive partner. Exactly. That kind of reflects back on what is an unsupportive partner. We didn't really talk. That's about a that. gaslighter. If they put you down to make you feel weak or vulnerable and say it's your fault, that's a gaslighter. That's not a partner. It's, um, I never experienced that with you. Ever. That's good. <laughs> it's a very good thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, that requires an intuitive part of you. Like, sorry, that, require, that requires intuition from you to be even aware that the person is feeling vulnerable or fragile. Hmm. So there's two things here. You're not just not putting her down or putting him down. You're recognizing that the person is feeling vulnerable. So that's a very big thing already in a relationship. To be able to perceive when someone is feeling low or feeling the weight of the world Mm -hmm. and not make it worse for them. Mm -hmm. It can also mean choosing. There might be something that bothered you that you need to talk about. But if you have the emotional wisdom and, and groundedness to select the best times to have a conversation because it might not always be the right time to talk about something like if we take the example of your dog imagine there was something that was on my mind that or some something that bothered us right being able to it's sort of like reading the room it's like okay it's not the best time to bring that up right now she's mourning Mm -hmm. we're both mourning so we can select a different time where we can bring that subject yeah and also prepare the right kind of language mm-hmm. choosing language is a big part of how you handle arguments and sometimes it's as simple as starting with a disclaimer mm. because you might some you might not realize that you said something that may have been mean or puts the person down even mm-hmm. though it wasn't your intention but if you can start at least with a disclaimer listen i need to talk to about talk to you about this i apologize in advance if that sounds a certain way and let me know but I just want to share my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. That gives a kind of, okay, I see where he's coming from. He's not trying to attack me. Yeah. It makes a big difference. So language is also part of support. Yeah. How you choose your words. Because I don't, this one thing I would notice is, I may have, I don't forgot if I spoke about this once, but how we have a habit, humans, of being polite with strangers or mm. customers, mm-hmm. but so unhinged, with life partners or family members you don't shy away from insulting and shouting things and being rude even or whatever or not saying thank you it tends to be more easy for Mm. some reason because you know the person and you're like well i don't have to be formal but it it tends to open the door for you being rude Mm -hmm. with the person because you don't have to be formal so you become impolite with them and you become like whatever. Yeah. I don't believe in that. I think yeah. it's important also to not that I, we have we're formal with each other, but I say thank you. I speak to you with politeness. I, you know, it's I apologize when 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 it's necessary. It's yeah. It's important to not just be friendly or polite or respectful with strangers or yeah. customers. I Me had too. that conversation a long time ago with with one of my colleagues 
when I worked at the electronic store mm-hmm. who said that. He's like, it's I find it so it's easier to be rude with your partner than with a stranger. And I'm like, that's a very good perspective. Try being more polite with your partner and see how it evolves your relationship. Mm-hmm. Changes everything. I remember the first time you told me this, we're, we're usually nicer with complete strangers than our own family members. You smile to the stranger, hi, you're yeah. polite and everything. You? you put on that, that light face. Cool. <laughs> you don't even ask, how's your date to your family member? <laughs> Some people. Yeah. All right. Last person on what does it mean to have a supportive partner? The day you don't even want to talk, they're still there for you. So does that mm-hmm. mean you don't want to talk with your partner or you just don't want to talk in general? Not sure. It, the Could day you don't even want to talk. I think it's it's on days where you're you're maybe not feeling ener- energetic and you don't want to talk. Or you, even if you just argued and you don't really want to talk, you're still there. You know, you don't, you don't storm out of the house. You don't uh, leave. You don't like give your back. You know, you're still there. So the moment you're ready to talk to me, I'm already here. You know, mm-hmm. so that goes back to what you're saying in the beginning. It's uh, when your partner is just there. What yes. does it mean to be there or to be here with your partner, to be present? Lending an ear. I'm, I'm listening. It's also seeing the person's vulnerability in that moment. If yeah. you don't feel like talking, is you're in a mood that seems yeah, to me like you need to recharge or cool mm-hmm. down, and your partner is is there silently supporting you sometimes mm-hmm. is all you need is just someone's presence you don't even need advice you don't need lectures you don't need a conversation you just need the person to be there holding you hugging you sitting with you just being there i'm getting emotional now because i was just thinking of when i was breaking down in the in our bedroom after coco and you're just there so i think that's what they mean in our bedroom yeah like the same night it happened or the next day it's when 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 i see that it's uh empathy is is really just feeling the other person Mm. it's not even saying words like sometimes i don't want to hear words i don't want to hear it's gonna be better she's in a better place you don't want to hear that i i I don't want to a lot of people still do that and it's just like okay okay sure they don't know any better though right you can't blame them but it's just stay there or don't cry. Don't yeah. Know. No, I want to cry. Yeah. People should cry. It's like, I'm seeing those videos. It's off subject here, but like I'm seeing those kids in Palestine and Gaza, like after losing family members and they're, they're crying and you have people there, oh, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Uh, mm-hmm. It's okay. Praise, praise God. Sure. Praise God. But it's okay to cry, you know, let them cry. And I saw a video, I think, I forgot her name, Rashida. She was giving a speech about that. And she was crying while saying, let those kids cry. <laughs> it's okay. It's this whole concept. Like people need to let go of this whole norm of automatically saying, don't cry when someone is crying. I hate that. I mean, or, it's or, still very present, this whole idea of you have to restrain restrain yeah your especially emotions. with men yeah let I mean, men cry for god's sake that that, that is a quote let men cry let them yeah. cry 
It doesn't make them any less manly. Um, I hate the world. <laughs> Keep going. To that point, support also means allowing the person's feelings and being there with them. It's compassion. I learned that it means to suffer with, and empathy means to feel with. Mm -hmm. Also, to be to feel the person suffering. So it's what makes us connected as human beings is the ability to feel each other. Yeah. The biggest shall we call it problem in humanity is when you're unable to feel someone else. So support is not in words, it's in the feeling, feeling the person. Mm -hmm. When you heal someone is not in what you say, is in your presence. If you, the person is just there and their, their body language, their energy is all saying, I'm here for you. It's a simple, it's like putting a hand on someone's back or on yeah. their shoulder. Simple things that do so much. Yeah. It doesn't require complicated shit, complicated explanations or, or lectures. Or finding the words to say. It's, yeah. You don't have Sometimes to. Sometimes you don't, like, you don't know what to say. Like, you just hug. This is where in, in our society you often see, like, I feel like when maybe the Western world I see as much um it's starting to change but but emotions and feelings and are still awkward yeah it's still difficult for you know because we're not taught from childhood to stay connected with our feelings because mm -hmm. children by default are but they're also learning to understand their feelings mm -hmm. but if you grow up not understanding your feelings and being told to repress them it grows up to become a very awkward situation yeah. or sometimes a very dysfunctional often yeah. a yeah. very dysfunctional and sometimes violent expression of feelings because you don't understand them mm -hmm. emotions means movement motion so one thing i learned from 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 therapy is and all the, the self-help books i've read and also from experience is you have to let the emotions flow you have to evacuate them yeah you know what i mean otherwise they build up and it explodes it's like the sole reason why we have a world of psychopaths and and, and violence and violence and weird people <laughs> no weird in the sense this is unless the reason if, if you mean weird in the sense of like there's a certain there's some kind repressed, of blockage repressed you yeah, can like, tell there's a blockage you yeah. know in the person's feelings and then sometimes it takes a midlife crisis or something or like like they break down at 40 or 50 when they realize that Slap from this life. whole yeah, this whole thing they've been doing has not been true to themselves because yeah. they're of that blockage yeah. so it's very much about undoing things yeah i think this is the 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 not the year, the the century we're in. Trying yeah, undoing to the, the all undo. the madness of the 20th century yeah. and the Industrial Revolution and yes. World War One and World War Two <laughs> and the Cold War and the Vietnam War and the invasion of Iraq. What else? Yeah. Keep going. And now today, the genocide. And the genocide of Palestine today. Yeah. One of many genocides in the world that we have failed. Say it. That's what it is. Um, imagine a world where your entire country is supportive of every human being where you have better said would be a culture of support mm. where you are taught the value of support since birth and you live in an environment where you feel every human being that you encounter has a supportive energy to them mm. and it's as simple as their energy their presence their everybody has the supportive energy this is what I think could heal the world. Yeah. Understanding empathy. Totally. 
I ran out of uh, answers. We are done. We are done. Find the empathy in your heart and heal the world. Wrap it up. Thank you for listening and supporting us. Share your thoughts, stories, throw us questions, and let us know if you need relationship advice on our website, riceprojects.com slash hardheaded. You're supposed to do the... R-Y-Z-E, what? No, like R-Y-Z-E, but you're also supposed to mimic me. Like mock me talking. Yeah, that's more like it. Okay, keep going. Sign up to our newsletter to stay up to date with our podcasts and all of our announcements. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and directly on our website, riceprojects.com. That's R-Y-Z-E. Projects.com. Without said, without Without said. Without said. Without said. (laughs) With that said, see you on the next episode. Stay awesome. We love you. Take care.